to all of those who loved him, all of us who still look for the black number three in the field, if you look real hard, they say you can still see him there. If you listen with us to the following song, well, perhaps you just might feel him here with us tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, here to remember Dale Earnhardt. TC and Jake. I watched the movie Silence last night, Jake. You ever seen the movie Silence? Nope. Is that the one where there's like the guy who does the Migs thing and he's got the lady in the basement or whatever and he's dancing? That is a quarter of the way there. This movie's called Silence. That one's Silence of the Lambs. So one Ah. of the four words are uh, in common. Um, I don't don't know if you would like it or not. I kind of like because it's outside of the thing that I normally like. I, I have a feeling like you might. Um, it's uh, it's set in the 17th century, so well before computers. That certainly gave me some misgivings. I think we all know that. Um, the weirdest thing ever. No, it makes a lot of sense. A lot of people like it. You know, I mean, if you see the the movies that are made, Hollywood obviously agrees with me. They make very few movies about the time before computers, whereas you know, 90% of the stuff that's made. Uh, is after computers. I'd say it's a clear support of my thesis. I mean, they, they could make these movies about anything. You know, it's up to them. But um, yeah, my uh, my Excel friend Alex was was uh, was was really pushing it. I had never even heard of it. It's a it's the movie Martin Scorsese made after Wolf of Wall Street, and it's got Liam Neeson and Andrew Garfield and um, uh, what's his name Adam Driver. And uh, have, have you had you ever heard of it? Have you heard of nope. this film? Yeah. Uh, but wouldn't you think that you would have? Like, those are all notable actors who have done <sighs> things, and Martin Scorsese's a high-profile director. Um, but yeah, it's 17th century. They're, uh, they're in Macau, so, you know, I'm in already. Okay, I see what this is about. Um, and it's uh, Jesuit priests in Macau that are okay. attempting yep. to, uh, 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 you know, bring the good word to Japan. And uh, they get word that uh, Liam Neeson... Has been uh, has been Taken. moved to deny the faith, like, oh. like that that he, uh, you know, he's 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 given up. He's apostatized. I'm very confident in that word. <laughs> um, it's me and anonymity, <laughs> and uh, and you know, they're like, we got to do something. And it, I don't know. It's just it's fucking crazy. You know, they're like torturing people to try and get the priest to be like. No, God's not real, and uh, it's gnarly fucking torture. I mean, if you'd like to see Martin Scorsese, uh, you know, using today's technology to try and depict the torture that we <laughs> that humans were committing in the the 17th century, it's something fucking else. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Really cool. I I just you know, I mean, it's a lot of yeah. Uh, it's basically that. That's the deal of, you know, like if someone's trying to torture you to, to get you to uh, to deny your faith, what do you do? Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's good shit. It was really good uh, shit. Is it, uh, am I risking cancellation? The answer is always yes, if you have to ask. I feel like most of the really hardcore torture that I've heard about historically, that if you were to rank them, um, places in Asia seem to have, like, a monopoly on the most kick-ass torture. Yeah, yeah. I like, mean, you know, water water torture is a Chinese thing, right? That sounds right. I mean, I all, all like the various it, uh, drawing and quartering, tarring and feathering. That's uh, that that's that's medieval England and whatnot. You know, certainly uh, Europe in general. So what's it's not the deal like with they tarring and feathering. I mean, you know, they pour some tar on you, then they pour some feathers on you, and it's just oh, that's hot. It's kind of that sort of a thing. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I think yeah. it's very hot and it rips your skin off whenever like it's coming off. Okay, and then the feathers are there to kind of be like, but how about instead of having skin, you had feathers? I think the feathers are primarily a humiliation thing. Like, wouldn't it be okay. silly if you were covered in feathers? <laughs> wouldn't people be laughing at you? And say, and then, Bob, why are you wearing these feathers? Yeah, and then you'd be like, <laughs> oh, well, bird. guess what? That doesn't really bother me because I just lost all this skin. Like, it wouldn't work how Major Payne said it would, where he'd, yeah, break, he'd yeah. break your finger, you know, and then, what was the line? Uh, give, me something, give you something to take your mind off that pain. Off that pain. And I said, 
pop your titty out that boy's mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I'll say it again. Uh, yeah, tarring and feathering. I mean, I don't want any kind of torture. It all seems like it. it it's you know, it sucks. But I think if you were to tell me about like I'm going to put a drop of water on your eye or whatever for what's what's the deal there? How does it work? The waterboarding? Is that what you're asking? Oh, no, no. It's actually called Chinese water torture. Uh, you know, certainly something, right? See, I think it's just like a tiny little bit of I mean, water. I was obsessed with that when I was uh, obsessed with quicksand. Those were the two worst things. Chinese, Chinese like, water torture and quicksand. Yeah. But I, I so, don't remember. It says cold water is slowly dripped onto the scalp, forehead, or face for a prolonged period of time, making the restrained victim insane. Yeah. So that to me honestly sounds worse than ooh ee. Ooh. That's a hot that's a hot bit of tar. Yeah, I mean they got some pretty I mean probably I mean hard to rank, but uh I, I would say gnarliest. Like just the way it's depicted, they they do a good job of just making it look real fucking metal. Um that they uh they just string them up up on a cross in like a tidal area so that the uh the waves come in and ooh. um you know, just like what, like it just that process of knowing, you know, like over the course of hours and like, uh, two of the guys go down pretty quick, but one of them like makes it through to like, like he, he's there for four days, just like as the water is coming in and you know, I mean, it's like extremely, uh, large waves and such, you know? So he's just getting fucking battered about by waves for four days. Uh, that, that would be. It's it's a tough scene to watch. I had a hard time with it. It was uh yeah, it was it was it was fairly raw. But you know, it's it's the it, basically like uh what what do you think that you would do if uh if you had the situation like cuz they're they they know that there's no amount of torture they can do to him personally. So it's it's much more like we're going to hurt these people until uh you tell us what we want to hear and like you know, I, I I don't know. I I, I don't I don't want to like say how it ends. Uh, but I uh, I feel like you could. I could see a path to being like all these things that are happening to these people. They're very bad, but they are guaranteeing them entrance to heaven, where they are going very shortly. And like this is a good outcome. I I've never understood how. Like, like if you, if you really buy everything that you're telling me, why, like if it, the fact that you're agonizing over these people being in this obvious pain, like on the one hand, it's good. It's very human. You see people in front of you that are hurt and you don't want them to hurt. I I get that. I'm very glad that's intact. On the other hand, it does appear to me to be logically inconsistent with the belief system that you just supplied me. Does that make sense? Oh, see, I was on mute. Yeah, it makes total sense. And I think it would rob the torturer of some of the satisfaction. Yeah, 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 you'd, you'd think, but, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, that's all the kind of thing where, like, you it, you know, it's very, uh, everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth kind of thing, right? Like, like yeah. just sitting back and being like, well, in your book, it says you're not supposed to be distressed by this. Like, of course, someone's going to be, but I, I, I get it, but, you know, I don't know. Whole interesting uh, deal. I still have the Chinese water torture Wikipedia page pulled up. Good. So I wanted to read you this line where apparently they uh, they tried it out, I guess, like in a minor uh, form or fashion on Mythbusters. Or maybe it was on Mindfield, hosted by the guy who was also on Mythbusters. Anyways, here's a quote. The creepiest thing that happened after we did this episode was that I got an email from someone from a throwaway account. He said, quote, we found that randomizing when the drops occurred was incredibly effective. That anything that happens on a regular period periodicity can become a type of meditation and then you can tune it out. But if you couldn't predict it, he said, we found we were able to induce a psychotic break within 20 hours. <laughs> now, who is alive and registering for a, a dummy email address that was still at some point in their life experimenting with Chinese water torture? that's concerning uh, yeah I, I don't know their name but i know where they work okay i, I think it's not it doesn't all come back to langley i think the, the cia has probably attempted to answer that question at some point uh that's actually i think that's why every day should be saturday quit 
<laughs> okay, dude, let it go. I'm not going to let quit. it go. He just didn't continue down the application process. I'm not going to let it go. He start. Li- he lied to us. He did not lie to us. He's talked about it elsewhere. You have no proof. Your original, your initial argument was he doesn't mention this anywhere else. So it must like that's a weird thing to never mention anywhere. It's just like drop once in a podcast with strangers, and then uh, never pick back up again. But then like he wrote a long personal essay that like directly included that as a theme. So your entire argument was swept away <laughs> to keep the ruse, the, the full list of evidence that you had, and you, it caused you to change your conclusion. Not at all. <laughs> not, a, not even a, a tiny bit. No, in fact, <laughs> didn't think for a second. <laughs> the, the take has only calcified. <laughs> I, I <laughs> see I, that. I have, now I think it was just that he's he's really messing with us because he wrote it in a, in a personal <laughs> anecdote. No, actually, I don't think it was Langley uh, where this was happening. I think it was just the people uh, on set on the set of Mulan having a bit of fun on a downtime and shooting. Yeah, I guess so. Jesus fucking Christ, man! What are you doing, That's Disney? Do you question. not have Google? Yeah. So we're going to film this movie right next to a concentration camp, huh? <laughs> I mean, you would like to, for them to be able to say, like, well, yeah, but if you got something else going on a couple towns over, like, what do you know? <laughs> but then they included a thank you to the guard. <laughs> thank you for your hospitality There's for no, all of the... <laughs> no getting out of this one. <laughs> you were fucking bringing them sandwiches. <laughs> that is absurd, dude. <laughs> I haven't really followed up on the story. You sent that to me, right? I don't I think remember, so. I can't remember where I got that, but yeah. I remember whoever sent it to me was like, and who wants this movie made? And I was like, uh, well, uh, I live with one of them. <laughs> and I'm not uh, positive she's going to change her desire to see it based on them getting in bed with Uyghur torture, but she should. Yeah, the uh, the Clash has a line of uh, if Adolf Hitler flew in today, you'd send a limousine anyway. That's uh, certainly seems to be pu- being played out. Like you you, you right. can't find anything closer to Nazi Germany than like you know go go read any of the descriptions of it. I, I don't think they were going to convey it accurately in this podcast, um, but you know like just the degree to which they're just like making whole fucking families just disappear, um, and uh, you know. But you know, we got we got also we got to make this movie, and that's all kind of above my pay grade, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys were mad whenever you said we were appropriating whenever we were filming stuff about uh, China and Montana. Yeah. So you wanted the now real, we're doing right? It in you... China, and we're getting all this, dude. I will put Matt Damon back on this screen and tell you he's <laughs> Asian. I will do it. Oh, female? You want to see ScarJo again, or you want to film this next to a concentration camp? Keep fucking camp? bitching, all right? <laughs> Watch how it happens. Dude, are you aware of this? Like, this is how I think our show usually works, is something has been out there for months, and then I find out about it, like OnlyFans, and I can't wrap my head around it, and mm-hmm. I act like it's a novel thing. Are you aware of, like, influencer houses or TikTok houses? No. I know about poker houses. I assume it's similar, but I do not know about TikTok houses. I saw a deal, like I think Reuters on their website had a uh, a deal where it was about a little five-minute feature. It wasn't really, the audio wasn't great because I was rolling on it so we could play some of it and it could have been better. But basically what it is, is, and I need to find the name of this particular one, but some company, uh, some brand management company that wants to do, you know, like marketing campaigns for like a soft drink, they're now in they're now enlisting kids, right? To uh to to promote them on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And in this case, apparently in this of course all is in the Hollywood Hills. There's a couple of them that have made headlines because basically the brand company, management company buys a mansion and puts like a bunch of 15 to 20 year olds in here and they have like a big it's so depressing dude because they have a huge like whiteboard it doesn't sound it, depressing yet okay but the depressing part is they have like a huge whiteboard that looks exactly like the sales meeting in any corporation where it's like it's got all their names and then it's like minimum number of impressions this week like need 3 TikToks five viral tweets six IG live things like these are your quotas you have to meet or they kick you out <laughs> 
And it's like, like anything else, this kind of interesting idea where quote unquote creators are making their own shit apart from what mass media has decided is going to be culture. And instead they just buy them up, put them in a really cool house and let them hang out, but make them like record 12 hours a day until they can find something that goes viral. And there's a, I don't know, five or six of them now. One of them, the honey house, uh, hype kids. LA is the one that was featured in this story. Kids next door, LA. And like the kids all seem fucking miserable. Yeah. I mean, you know, they just seem like they're under a tremendous amount of pressure and like they all honestly kind of seem like this all moved real fast on me because I had a few, I have like a hundred thousand followers and now I'm like a 16 year old content slave. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, I I just, I think that it sounds great in theory, like just not having a job and, you know, just, uh, making fun videos to your friends all the time. Just something about the names and like the, the basic idea here, like it suggests to me that anyone who like the actual kind of person that's like, I know what it's going to be for me. Uh, I'm going to fucking exploit the labor of 15 year olds to, uh, build this TikTok empire. Like those people are all necessarily going to be so fucking, you know, rotten through the heart that, uh, it's not going to end up being fun for anyone. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like it's too bad. Cause it, <clears throat> I, I I think I think we could have some real real fun me 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 and the uh, the influencers you know like just in in a chill way where like no one's getting kicked out of anything but like we all just are driven by our own passion to make cool content that people are gonna like. So I mean I was gonna stop you and say like that is kind of what you're doing right now. <laughs> you're like yeah, I mean I don't like have any be influencers. Cool. But yeah, but if you're if you're just going on the premise of it'd be cool for a little while to not have a job and just make cool videos, you're doing a pretty damn good job at that. Yeah, no, it's tight. They could ride your jet skis. Yeah, yeah. But no, because they they didn't hit their quotas, so they've been kicked out of the honey house that's like, you know, a six million dollar mansion. It just yeah, it 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 was depressing as fuck, man. I would say so, yeah. No, I I, I hear you. Just I don't, like any time. Um, was it a uh, Lil Tay? Yeah. Like that was that was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Um, when whenever we had like a, a fourteen year old, you know, telling us about how like uh, your bitch ain't do it like me or whatever. I, I don't remember. Um, but then whenever you start to hear like anything about the people who are filming this stuff or anything else, you know, yeah. like it's. It's it starts to get dark so quickly. Like the the, the people that, that see dollar signs in this stuff, like they are they're really bad people, and they tend to mistreat the people that you are aware of. And I, I don't know, it uh, it's a bad deal. Um, would you like a uh, so they got away with that, huh? I have yeah. several built up. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Harper mentioned uh, Kelly Leffler. The, uh, the senator who sold all of her stocks like the day that she was briefed on the coronavirus. Who was not elected. Huh? Who was not elected. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appointed. And I believe she was appointed. Um, was that after Roy? After no. Roy Moore? I'm trying to think of how, who, she, who did she replace? Uh, I mean, it's it's a Georgia one, so I think that the uh, HHS guy was Congress, so maybe Sonny Perdue? I'm seeing Johnny Isaacson. I don't know. A lot of those, uh, <laughs> the messiness of politics in the South runs together for me. Uh, but I do know that Shelley Leffler was uh, Uncle Brian Kemp's selection. Yes. So he straight up appointed her. Yeah. Who once upon a time, somebody got really, really mad at me on Twitter <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> over, over like the way that I handled the special election and that I... I mean, you dropped Stacey much, Abrams. I think that's, that's right. Clear. Yeah, they were really mad at me for the way that Stacey Abrams was, tweet, was treated, which pound for pound, bro, is still probably my favorite tweet I've ever received. Okay. If I'm being honest, like somebody was really, really mad at me about Brian Kemp. I mean, they should be 
Brian Kemp's a bad guy. Uh, Sonny Perdue was the governor of Georgia before okay. becoming the secretary of agriculture, not senator from Georgia. So, so by the way, didn't the other guy that was caught up with uh, with Kelly Leffler, who is um, a tyrant of a WNBA owner, but also um, pretty attractive? She's kind of lab created for a Fox News co-host, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't the other guy step down? Richard Burr. Is that who the other one was? I thought that I don't believe he o- stepped down, but he got. Uh, oh, he searched. got primaried. No, he got like his his the FBI came and like tossed his house. Oh wow! Okay, cool. But uh, I believe he is still in the Senate. That's what so I'm that's seeing here. Technically, a way of getting away with that, huh? For now, but okay. Back to WNBA owner Kelly Leffler. Well, I just wanted to say that she sold all her stock, and uh, you know, th- there was Richard Burr getting his house tossed, so maybe it's coming for her. But I wouldn't hold your breath. I I feel like she'd probably got away with that, huh? And uh, you know, so I'd, I I tip my my cap to Harper on uh, on pointing that one out. But the uh, the real one, I would like to give you a little bit of details on is uh, the story of Carolyn Riggins. Uh, this was also recommended to me by a listener. Is not one that I know as well as I know Harper, I don't think, so I've forgotten, and I apologize. So Fake. instead of credit, please take this apology. By the way, Kelly Leffler's husband is ugly as fuck. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, just because, you know, you, I remember that he was, I remember that being like, well, that's kind of weird that a politician can just be married to the chairman of the New York Stock Exchange. But I didn't realize that he was like 16 years older and looks like he has super wrinkly balls. And I don't know, that just, that, that bothers me. Yeah. Like she could get I, any man she wanted, you know? I think, I think he's rich. I'll do a little insider trading. You know what I mean? That is disgusting and graphic. <laughs> Well, it's just I would love to pull a financial crime with my uh, powerful wife. I don't know what your scene is over there. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, Carolyn Riggins is a woman who lives in the Fort Worth suburbs, I believe. She's 69 years old, uh, and on July 11th, she's from uh, Watauga, Jake. I know so, well. Grew, on uh, on July, July 11th, uh, Carolyn goes to play bingo, has a great time, um, wins a, a considerable amount of money at bingo, and as best we can tell, luck kind of turned around for her after <gasps> that. Oh, dude, you know what? I did this story on the 130 News. Yeah. I, mean, I have not w- followed up on it since then, but yeah. I, the reason I did it is I've played bingo at that place. Oh hell yeah! That's yeah. Uh, that's Sean's destination of choice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, whenever people go missing, that's not when I step in because it's not a clear at that point that anyone got away with it, huh? Uh, what's been happening since July 11th is nothing. Like that night, her a picture of her car. So this is a, an important piece of information if you're trying to, cause, you know, I mean, if she just disappears, there's other things that could have happened, you know, right. like she could have gone off the road in a weird place and snow fell immediately after covering the car. I, I, I don't know, man. And um, she had dementia. So that's why people were kind of like, oh, maybe she just got lost or something. But then you would seemingly think you would find them. But yeah, she, she had some, some medical issues, I think. But there was a, uh, a picture was taken on the, the highway, you know, just wherever they got your, um, you know, your toll tag cameras or whatever. They, they, snapped a photo of her car heading north on 35 like between here in Oklahoma at like 5 a.m. So I don't think that the 69-year-old woman was driving it at 5 a.m. and just had felt a sudden urge to go to Oklahoma. Uh, I think that someone watched her win a bunch of bingo money, hit her over the head, stole her car and the money, and fucking threw the body off somewhere. And... Now that it's been nearly two months, or it's uh, you know we're two days away from the two month anniversary of this thing, I think I am now ready to say that uh, they got away with that, huh? That's it's enough time to spend all of the money a person could win playing bingo. Yeah. Do we even? Do you have any idea? Like I don't. I don't know how much a big winning night at bingo is. I, I think you could probably get a thousand bucks out of there pretty easily. You think a thousand? I think higher. I, yeah, like so whatever I heard I someone no had uh, died about 
off a of bingo, I was hoping it was for more than the thousand dollars. I don't, I mean I I guess I don't. There's people that fucking grind in there, dude. So I they, believe that maybe it is possible to really just if you are there all day to to hit big. Um, I think I lost like forty bucks. <laughs> So I'm not got really enough people losing forty bucks. One of them can win a couple thou. That's true. Have you ever been? No, but it sounds nice. I'd like to. It's it is fun from the sense that there's a lot going on. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of people yelling, but it also still kind of has that like weird thing that you get whenever you go to kind of a more busted casino where you're like, man, this place is desperate as heck. Yeah. I like it. (laughs) There is a certain little tinge of excitement to being around that much desperation, but it's also like inevitably you're going to, I personally will get bummed out because there's probably a lot of people that took a huge hit on cashing their check. Yeah. No, I I feel bummed out. Like it's, it's a, like, one of the most like pure distilled like depressive situations you can be like you know I, you you're just not concentrating that much despair in one place in too many other situations but like that's 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 the thing that I guess I am uh, enjoying <laughs> like, you're it, drawn to you just feel different you know in any time your like state is changing that's that's when you're that's when you're reminded you're alive and uh that, that that's what I get out of being in uh Casinos just meant for people who are only spending social security. Yeah, it's a bummer, dude. But yeah, it doesn't seem like that. I mean, I guess you're confirming this. It doesn't seem like anybody's really hot on this case. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I I feel a certain amount of confidence at this point that, uh, you know, whoever did whatever they did. I mean, I guess maybe you find her body at some point and that, that uh. provides clues, but... I don't know. You've had two months. Like, yeah, I think you start to wonder if if you're ever going to get any answers whatsoever. Yeah, and that sucks. I mean, obviously, it sucks for a, a ton of different reasons. But I mean, if I'm trying to get in the mind of a criminal and possibly even someone who would murder someone, um, I would say like going to a bingo hall and kind of looking around for who won big and looks like they couldn't defend themselves would be a pretty good place to start. I just don't know that that's high enough stakes. Like if you're, if you're willing yeah, to kill not. someone and you're trying to maximize the amount of money you can get based on that, I think that, I mean, I, I, I don't know if, if someone told me that you could win like $50,000 bingoing, I, I guess I'd be like, okay, you know, so if she, so if she had that, then, then, then I think you're doing good. But I, I think you're probably right that it's closer to a thousand, and a thousand dollars a body. That's not a high price, my friend. No, it's certainly not high enough for me. You could sell the corneas <laughs> for a lot more than that. You could sell your corneas, huh? Someone does, dude. Someone does. Someone's gonna sell yours. What? Uh, Can you sell your corneas? It's a organ donation deal. Okay, so yeah, I mean, you you're can, an organ you, donor. You, someone's someone's flipping those corneas. What if you just want to? You're willing to just be blind? Then I mean, I don't know. There's enough. That's money interesting. To be worth like, what's the blind. price that you would go through the rest of your life blind for? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I always feel weird talking about this because you know, you got a blind friend. He didn't get to choose, but no, I, I look at no, his whole deal and. He makes a he's lot kick, more money than me. and I was going to say, he's doing kick-ass. It kind of seems like he's having a lot of fun. And he can find stuff better than I can without really having eyes. Like, he's basically got the, the, the TC <laughs> setup that I've enjoyed and the world has marveled at for the last couple of months, but for more money and permanently. Yeah, but then also blind. I know, I know, but... That would pretty much remove the jet ski idea. I mean, if the deal was like just like we'll give you all kinds of money and you don't have to do anything, I don't think that that's much of a an interesting hypothetical to go down. <laughs> you gotta have something to uh, to counterbalance this whole deal. Yeah, and it's and then in your words, this is where the blindness comes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, By the way, I found my favorite. I don't tweet. know if I'd take the deal. I just know I think about it a lot. Nah, nah. Th- like, there's stuff I would give up. You know, possibly like, you know, the lower half of a leg. 
Uh-huh. I think you could probably talk me into that. Because, like, technology's come a long way, man. I mean, I think if you really want to, like, you Oscar can still Pistorius work. Oscar Pistorius runs faster than regular people. Dude, I saw a guy in my neighborhood the other day, uh, older couple that just moved in, and they were trimming their hedges, and uh, he had half a leg, and he was going to work, dude. Mm. Like, I didn't even really notice it until, you know, longer than it usually takes to notice someone has half a leg. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I'll be damned. Look at him. Just enjoying some yard work, which I think, you know, if you can still do all that, like that, now, now we can talk, right? It may be a cool party trick, but not getting to see your kid ever again, like actually see them, that that would probably not really, there's probably not a number you could put on that. Yeah, I, I agree there, but as you know, our man is not at zero sight. I know, I know, but it's, I'd have to put a helmet on and see what he sees for a day before I gave you a price, TC, <laughs> is what I'm telling you. I'm with you, I'm with you. <laughs> So the tweet says, uh, someone had, had tweeted a reporter, uh, Roy Moore still hasn't conceded the Alabama special Senate election. And uh, so then they sent this to me. Your colleagues haven't conceded either. And then they tagged me again. At not Jack Kemp, you did not resign your position of Secretary of State of Georgia when you ran for governor of Georgia. Clearly a conflict. We are a democracy. All votes get counted. Hashtag wake up America. I mean... I think he's got a point. You never at any point resigned as Secretary of State of Georgia. I was unable to unequivocally deny that, that this person is correct, um, who unsurprisingly, um, it's their, here's their, uh, their, their profile, observer of life, advocate, yeah. nurse practitioner, lifelong learner. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're never going to stop. Uh, mother, wife, grandmother. If you do stop, you die. That's right. And world citizen. Hashtag the resistance. Hashtag blue wave 2018. Well, it came. How'd that go? I mean, they took the house. (laughs) Yeah. Would you describe it as a satisfactory wave or more of kind of a... I mean, it was a considerable electoral achievement as to whether or not it has made it so that my life is good. Yeah. I, think I guess that's true. You you did get some money based that's on still the wave. No, no. I mean, yeah, some I, money. I guess it probably would have been worse if if they'd had the house. You're right. You're right. You're right. I probably should yeah. write Nancy a letter. Thank you, Nancy, for everything uh, you're doing for me. Um, so everyone's really mad at Bob Woodward, huh? Seems like you would want to be. Yeah, and it's not I, for uh, the fact that you didn't write a good book. Thought it was going to be a good book, Bob, but another one of those shit ass books. That's okay. Hey, a lot of shit ass books out there. I can, I can live with it. But why did it got to be you, Bob? We might need to revisit that one day. But yeah, I don't. Uh, I think the funniest part to me about it is, uh, is this Jim Acosta. What, what was his nickname? I don't remember. Trump had something for him. He did. Um, but I can't recall it off the top of my head. But this is my favorite tweet. Oh, there's a Wikipedia entry for a list of nicknames used by Donald Trump. There you go. Let's put that next to Cubase. That is a pretty good one. Fact-base. Uh, Fact-base. Cubase is a music production suite. That's okay. <laughs> uh, but it does not appear that Acosta has one on here. But there's some good ones on here. We've got uh, Steve Bannon, Sloppy Steve. Sloppy Steve. That's a great one. Incisive. Uh, Paul Begala. This one... Not really going with the alliteration or using the name, but I do like it. It's just dopey CNN flunky. Doesn't really roll off the tongue, but it does. Uh, it does get to the point. I worked with his um, niece, Jake. Does that impress you, Paul Begala's what yeah. pizza place? No, uh, she volunteered for the Griggs campaign. Oh, okay. I, I knew. I a, think it was step above volunteer. Yeah, we 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 paid her. I think I know he's a Texas guy. I thought he was uh, from Ohio or something. Like I mean, that. I just know he went to Texas. Okay. He went to UT, and I believe he was actually on the scene uh, during the wor- the most uh, serious... Like, this is before people started bastardizing the u- the use of the word evisceration. Mm-hmm. When, uh, when Jon Stewart 
when asked by Tucker Carlson and Paul Begala why he didn't ask John Kerry harder questions, he said, my show comes on after fucking puppets that make prank phone calls. You're on CNN. Begala was in that clip? I'm pretty sure, man. I was just focused on Tucker. I've I've certainly watched it. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's the old days of Crossfire. I'm pretty sure those were your two hosts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'm, it's not my job to throw hard, you know, to to throw fastballs. I uh, I come on after fucking puppets that make prank phone calls. <laughs> anyway, Jim Acosta, White House officials warned Trump that talking to Bob Bob Woodward was a bad idea. We are told. Yeah. But <laughs> but Trump went forward with the hours of interviews, anyways. A source who has direct knowledge of discussions said Trump and Kushner thought Woodward interviews were a good idea. Jared. I love that. What are you doing, bud? I love him being like, no, no, it's, it's cool. It's going to work out <laughs> great. Like, is there a chance that he's a sleeper cell? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. I mean, it's it's smaller than the chance he's just dumb. Yeah, probably, but he just does so many directly dumb things that make his father-in-law kind of get in, hemmed up into a bit of a bind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which would be kind of fun if you think about it. He couldn't talk his dad out of not uh, videotaping his uh, okay. brother-in-law, though. So, okay, you know, Acosta followed up. Aides to the president quote had concerns and voiced them repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't Bob know. Woodward, dude. What do you think he's gonna do? Yeah, but also, what a fucking shitbag for that he is. Like he's got the president on tape in February, like. You know how many, I, I don't know, whatever, you know, like I, I always wonder how much any information revelation is, is changing anyone's mind, right? Like um, even now that it's on tape, it probably won't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, I, I do think that it's not going to change the mind. Like it's not going to make like a 10% swing in the election or something. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that they're probably like, you have to imagine that there's one person out there that hears that and is like. Boy, I've been trying to stick with him, but this latest revelation, that's tough. And like one person's never going to show up in a poll. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like that, it's the kind of stuff that uh, it's hard to measure. And like, because it's hard to measure, it means it's tiny. So through certain lenses, inconsequential, but that one person likely mattered to their family. And, yeah. you know, you, you, you just wonder like if, if, if there are people who died of coronavirus, who would have made different choices had they been given the information that Bob Woodward was sitting on that the president thought that this was like so cuz it's really amazing like I was I was fairly stunned whenever it came out like whenever I learned that that these conversations were in February not just because it made me realize what a big piece of shit Woodward is that he's holding this back to sell books but because like if if you told me that like now Trump was is like kind of like given up and just been like all right, fine. It's a serious disease. Whatever. Just shut the fuck up about it. I'll say whatever you want me to say. That would make some sense. And it, but I I I do tend to believe that whenever he's just like out there at the podium in February, just being like, ah, eh, whatever. It's no big deal. I took that to mean that like he's just disinterested in briefings. Whereas like this clearly indicates like he. I mean, whatever. Uh, I'm not here to say that I I am shocked that the president's a liar. I can't, you know, it's just, he pulled one over on me again. That's, that's, I, I'm, I'm well aware that he's, he's capable of lying, but I'm also well aware he's capable of being an idiot. And yeah, this uh, is a I'm, lot more calculating. Than, I'm surprised that, yeah. yeah, I, 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 I have to, you know, I have to acknowledge the things that go against the conclusions I've been drawing all this time. And the conclusions I've been drawing is that there's no 3D chess, that he's just a fucking idiot, he's he's not paying attention in briefings, and then he's saying whatever comes to mind. And I think there's still a lot of evidence that that's true, but in this particular case, whenever he's saying, hey, we're going to have uh, no cases in two weeks, it it seems like he knew that that wasn't the case. But like yeah. then it just makes it more confusing why he'd say it. Yeah, no, it's very confusing, but... To talk for a minute about the Bob Woodward thing, this was a big point of contention for me in grad in grad school, mm-hmm. and I would get into very heated, uh, let's just say, uh, discussions over this because 
I did not study journalism as an undergrad mm-hmm. and minoring in communication, you don't really get that deep into ethics really. It's more like copywriting, editing, you know, PR, ad, whatever. It's probably what, eighteen hours, so it's not it's not super deep, it's not a seminar class in there. The first time I heard one of these people say, like, well, if you're ever, because there was a time where I thought, like, maybe covering conflict would be something I'd be interested in or, you know, disaster zones. And the first time I heard one of these people, a teacher, a professor, actually say that there might have been, like, maybe an earthquake going on at that time or something. I don't remember the timeline, but that if you're there covering it and you see someone dying, it is your duty to abstain from helping them. Yeah, that kind of. Oh, shit's you people just are out of insane. your fucking yeah. mind. This is yeah. this is why she lost. <laughs> like this sort of ivory tower bullshit. Like, are you kidding me? They're like, you're not the story. You're, you're not, not the, the story. story. And you know, they would put us through these little like moral logic questions, and I was very consistent. And no, yeah, I'm gonna save somebody's life if I can. I don't. I don't view this as a particularly tough question for me right now. This what this is what Marty was trying to get at, dude. How much, how much human suffering can you, uh, you know, just stand in the face of and acknowledge without uh, altering your, your actions or beliefs? And I don't, I, I don't even know that most media people would, would honor that. It's disturbing how the often they the like profess it. Yes. Like it definitely, even, even and saying I, it's that. Definitely, and it's also definitely happened. I just don't know that it, most of them actually end up doing that. But a lot of them have. And we would, you know, we would read accounts of people that were like, yeah, you know, I mean, there were... There were babies, you know, dying of, of thirst around me, and I just, I, I couldn't give them water. Yeah. <laughs> like, what I, the fuck? I don't know. I, I don't care what kind of, like, uh, mind games you're playing with yourself. Like, you, you made those rules, dude. Like, it's not yeah. like God came down and, and among his uh, clear commandments, where as he, spe- as he whispers them into your ear, it's don't feed, you know, thirsty babies whenever you're... Uh, doing this report on, uh, you know, desert conditions or whatever. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, it's striking to me that uh, in, in silence, like the, uh, the stakes are, as he believes, you know, the, uh, the fate of uh, Jesus' church on, uh, on earth and in the souls of the people in front of him, including his own. Um, and in this one, it's just like, you got you to gotta get the scoop. Like, yeah. who gives a fuck, dude? Like, like let's like, say, let's say that you that if you if you do save that baby, that you can't write this story. Fine, you saved the <laughs> fucking baby. Yeah, and like Bob Woodward has probably sold like tens of millions of books. Like, you're not looking for your big break here, Chief. Like, you could probably throw us a bone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I bet people are going to buy the book anyways. I don't know why. Like, you know what the fuck's the. I mean, obviously, the book can tell you something because it's uh, it has new information. But like, you know, whatever. Are, are you going to leave that with a different opinion of the president? Mm, I don't know. I mean, you don't I know. Was, I was on the fence. Yeah. You know. Okay. That's why I asked you from the New York Times to come here to this cafe in Des Moines, where I've been sitting for the last <laughs> four years, just talking to you every other day um, with my two other undecided voter friends. That's a piece of media, the Bob Woodward book, that is not going to teach you anything, show you anything new, or open your eyes to a world that you did not previously realize existed, which yeah. makes it stand in sharp contrast to the piece of media I am most excited for that is coming out in this calendar year. I'm speaking, of course, about the Paris Hilton documentary. Oh, really? So I didn't know this. I'd never heard this. And like, you know, the, the promotion around the documentary indicates that this was a conscious choice by Paris. And I can understand her wanting to make that choice um, because, you know, there's periods of my life where I've more or less in my own small way uh, felt the same. But apparently, like immediately prior to all of the various shit that occurred in her life, that like all, uh, as she's like getting famous or whatever... Um, she had like just graduated from a, uh, a, a therapeutic school for high risk adolescents. An Excel knockoff. An Excel knockoff. One that, in fact, uh, one of my Excel classmates also went to. Um, one of uh, you know, w- w- one of the many beautiful songs written about the experience by uh, popular recording artists. Uh, the Mountain Goats have a song about um, you know places like Excel. 
and uh, it's it's about the guy John Darnell, the the man who is the Mountain Goats, uh, knew someone who went to this this school in Provo that that uh, that Paris Hilton went to. Yeah, and uh, my my classmate, um, just as a, a, a bit of a side note, um, neither that school nor Excel were able to uh, quite solve his problems, and he had to spend some years in jail after uh, I think it was like his fourth DUI ended uh the way the other three duis had with uh him resisting arrest running from officers and uh getting tased and then you know trying to kick them and just doesn't seem nature. like there's a real high success rate well you know uh perhaps time to reevaluate the strategy as a man once said at fight night <laughs> yeah that was me um that's uh i mean as far as you know it's a 50 percent success rate because Things turned out poorly for Eric, but Paris Hilton is one of the most famous people in our in our beloved country. Mm, maybe even sixty six, because I know you. There you go. So it's actually yeah, going this good. is this is horrible, dude. Like just even thinking about it and thinking about parent. I mean, obviously, like things happen, and you you lose you lose the plot a little bit. And I, this, from what I read when you sent me the story a while back, seemed kind of worse than yours, but. I would imagine there's also people who went to yours who had a worse experience than you did even. Oh, yeah, so I don't most know. of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's, it is always one of those things of like it, you know, I, I'm, I'm always well aware that depending on what details I pick and choose to present, like I can paint drastically different pictures. I'm pretty sure that there's definitely kids I went to school with that like could tell a, uh, a two-minute, you know, thing where they're they're choosing the most horrendous things and coming off with one thing i do think that the provo school was a little more serious than ours um but i i i don't know drastically so uh the the big the granddaddy of them all was uh tranquility bay which is somewhere mm. in the caribbean might even be cuba but there's no way right the, no probably not <laughs> no um but uh I, i'm pretty sure that's closed down now but all the kids that uh, came from there, I mean, it's you know, it's not in America, and so like as as a res- as a result, like uh, they can do anything they want, and um, it's it was really fucking bad. Now, did uh, did Mitt Romney get to skim a little off the top of the Hilton Empire as well, or no? Do you know? Uh, was it Naspen School? I'm not sure. Or a, uh, you know, a, uh, Bain Capital? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe that Aspen was wholly owned by Bain. Okay. I, I think that that's, they're, they're one and the same. I, I could be wrong you, about that. You kids need to shape up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess it's a, it's a, like a YouTube.com thing. Like it's a YouTube original. Um, that's putting out this documentary and I, I don't know if there's like a, just a huge like it's not like they have the uh, the brand recognition around documentaries that like uh, Netflix or HBO does so and Paris Hilton also is not at the crest of her popularity right right at this second um, so I, I, I kind of fear that this will get swept under the rug is like you know whatever there's a lot of shit on the internet most people don't watch any of it um, but I would I would really like it if this became popular enough that anytime I need to explain the experience I could shorthand it with you know like the Paris Hilton documentary like if this was yeah. the new making a murderer that would yeah. really make uh, dinner parties easier for me going forward and like I don't know it's for there there's a shocking amount of people who go through this sort of thing it's not like it's zero people I mean obviously without us knowing Paris Hilton was one of them. Yeah. Um, so I, and I, I think that it's not like entirely unique, like her thing of, you know, once, once someone who is famous, like gets out of somewhere like that to just kind of like dust it off and be like, I don't want to think for one more fucking second about what just happened. I am right. focused on the future and how big I'm going to be there. And I'm just going to try and make that happen. Uh, like if, if there was like a famous actor that went to somewhere like that, I don't think that they would talk about it. I think that they would talk about, you know, their movie that they have coming out, you know? Or the reality show. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that this is a, a somewhat pervasive thing. You know, I, I don't want to overstate it. Most people don't go to one. Most people don't know anyone who went to one. Um, but 
it does seem like it's a big enough deal that we should start having the culture consider it. And I would like it very much if this were the start of that. And I mean, you know, you say start, like the movie and book holes do exist. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they, they deal with it some. Um, and I mean, you know, whatever. There's, there's other stuff. There's, I've, I've seen, I mean, pretty much every movie I see, I'm like, oh, it's another allegory for Excel. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, the Rorschach test. Uh, <laughs> someone was uh, talking about Watchmen, and I, I don't remember exactly how it came up, but like uh, the, the, they were doing some like Rorschach spinoff, and, and someone commented like, uh, yeah, that's fine if they want to make that spinoff, but I hope they quit making him wear that mask of my parents having sex. <laughs> Ouch. And so uh, that's that, that that's how I feel. <laughs> I'm like, make him take off that mask of, uh, you know, me going to a, a drug rehab school. See, there's no mask. Like, like um, I, you know, I watched this movie about 17th century Jesuit priests, and I'm like, ah, yes, another beautiful Excel allegory. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Well, you can always get away on the jet skis, which I uh, was very, very happy to finally experience the greatness of being able to throw a little hang loose sign at a Trump boat. <laughs> that, was, that was a great time. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, before I go real quick, um, yeah. I think I have found my least preferred version of torture. Okay. Now, there's no good ones, right? I agree. And... I think the ones where you die are probably better because you just get to die at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my worst version of torture. Anything involving rats. Do you want an example of a torture involving rats or you want me to respect the fact you just said it was tough so you don't want me to tell you about the worst rat-related torture I've ever heard? I, was it f- fiction or not? Not. Okay, then I don't want to know. Because okay. I know this was really popular in like uh, the South American dictatorships. Yeah, it was, like, it was the the Brazilian you know, dictator that uh, Bolsonaro is uh, fond of name checking. Okay, yeah, and I think in Chile, I remember seeing some imagery of you know we actually didn't go to the uh, museum there, which I kind of regret, but also it seemed like a really fucked up way to spend a day in a beautiful place. Yeah, <laughs> to go to the to the. National Reorganization, you know, Shame Museum or Pay whatever. Pay your it is, penance but, for what the yeah. what people did in your name. Anything involving rats, dude. That's that's got to be the worst. Gotta I'm be. inclined to agree. <laughs> Ever since hearing about that torture that the Brazilian guy did, it has not left my mind, and I sure wish it would. Did it involve his butt? Someone's butt. You're close. Uh, the front. Of a it wasn't, not, it wasn't of a, a guy. Man. It wasn't yeah. a guy. God dang it. That's what we're going to leave people with? What the fuck? This is what this you is wanted. A, this is a horrible, horrible move. Ah, jeez. All right. Uh, sorry we're late this week. We'll have another one for you. Uh, just whenever we can, get off our case. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.